Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat and Tori's not here because once again, I have an extra special guest for you today. I have Rara from, you might have heard of because I pimp them out on our podcast all the time, <laughs> uh, the Pink Kink Podcast. They are a kink education podcast and they are hysterical at the same time her and Dara and uh, Rara, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here because after kink, my next favorite thing in the entire world is romance. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to have you here. I was just fangirling myself because I love Pink Kink podcast. And I think the girls are, like I said, really funny and fun to listen to. You guys Thank you. inspired me in a way to start my own podcast. I don't know if well, I shared that with you. I'm I'm so excited about that. Like, it's such an honor because I feel like paying it forward, women helping women, because I was inspired by another woman doing a podcast. So if we could just keep paying it forward, we'll take over the world. Absolutely. <laughs> Rara brought us a book and i have some thoughts on this book. oh my god i sent i sent her a message midway that says i don't know whether to say you're welcome or i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i'm not sure either um the book is called target this by lily white and it is a dark romance thriller yeah. it has elements of romance would you consider this a romance rara um I would consider this a romance with herself that uh, our heroine learned to love herself. Yeah. It's, I'm going to say an, a romance with an asterisk because yeah. I know um, a bunch of my lovely listeners will not consider this a romance. I'm already waiting for the messages. <laughs> Send them my way because I picked this book. So I'm really sorry. It's okay. You haven't, you didn't read it when you sent it to me yet, right? No, I saw it advertises itself as a dark romance mm -hmm. and elements of BDSM. And I thought, sure, that would be perfect. It is perfect for this podcast and your <laughs> podcast. It's like the merging of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I kept yeah. expecting things to change. Like, I kept expecting them, the author to zig the storyline and get it more towards your traditional romance. But yeah. every time I thought she was going to zig, she decided to zag. Yes. And I was it... like, whoa. <laughs> um. Yeah, I started out this book <laughs> and I was like, okay. It started off very traditionally. 
mm-hmm. it, like very traditionally with um, our heroine, who I would call definitely the Mary Sue type of heroine, right? She's the prim, proper, virginal. I don't know if she was actually a virgin, though. Was she? No, she wasn't. But she was a librarian. So it's almost yeah. the same thing. <laughs> yeah. She was uh, just like your typical goody two shoes mm-hmm. who did not like smutty books because she thought they were filthy. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. She definitely had a very low opinion of that type of uh, literature. And she was much better than that. Yeah. And then she meets our hero, who is a dark romance author. Dark romance thriller. Yeah. That's what he wrote. Yeah. And and then it just went off the rails after that. <laughs> that, that sure was ever on the rails past like chapter two. Yeah. Um, but I figured I just was I, I just went for the ride. It was a fun book to read for sure. But it had me screaming at my Kindle. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> Or the people who kept interrupting me when I was trying to read. It was um, like I'd yes. be in a really heavy spot and I'd be interrupted and I'd be like, go away. Do you not understand what's happening right now? I can't mm-hmm. talk. I have two little kids, so I understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as I check my baby monitor, I'm like, is she still asleep? Yes. Uh, <laughs> please stay asleep. Um. Yeah, it was... Uh, I... I knew we're, we we can definitely spoil this book, okay? Spoiler. We have to. I don't know how we can discuss yeah. it without spoiling it. Yeah, this this podcast, you know, spoils everything. So if you have not read this book and you don't want us to spoil it, stop the podcast, go read the book, and come back. Um, did you know that her best friend was the, I guess, the person behind everything? Well, yes. I mean, she wasn't. She wasn't. Yes, she was another puppet. Yes, I love that there, aspect. Turned out there was a puppet master we didn't know about, and I... and Mary and Mary and Mary Beth that that was her name, right? The friend, yeah, Mary. She Beth. was one, she was one of the puppets, and I remember, uh, you know, so like there's a part where the heroine's house gets burned down, mm-hmm. right? And we're kind of led to believe that the hero did it in order yeah. to entice her to stay at his house mm-hmm. so he can do the evil things he wants to do um and i thought and but the author kept dropping like little hints that maybe it wasn't mm-hmm. him. and i went and i went really huh there's just a lot of things where the hints were there that once you got the final pieces you went aha yeah <laughs> i kind of thought that it was her um, I had an inkling in, in my head that for some reason, I was like, I think it's her best friend because something's just not adding up because um, the author did a great job at kind of planting those seeds as as you went along. Mm-hmm. I also have ADHD and apparently people with ADHD see plot holes and like things coming way oh, before. I, 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 I don't have ADHD. So, no, I didn't say I thought for sure that Mary Beth was dead. And that he had oh. killed her to get her out of the way. I did not ever think she was dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I can see how people were led to believe that. 
um, but they weren't. And I loved the puppet master of the puppet master aspect of this book. That's when I screamed the loudest. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. when I screamed the loudest. I thought she was part of the part of it mm -hmm. and an equal with our hero. I didn't did we really call him a hero. That's an awfully big word. I don't know if that, he was the I don't hero. Know that he was really the hero. He wasn't main... because he didn't, if anything, Adam was the hero. He ended up yeah. with the girl. That's true. So I guess we can call him the, we'll just call him the MMC, the male main character. Yes. Yes. And um, I I didn't realize he was a puppet too. That blew my mind. Yes. That blew my mind because he winks at the end of the book at somebody. Adam does. Yeah. Adam, yeah. Adam does. Yeah. This... Which now makes you, which makes the whole ending like almost kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit for sure. And I, again, I was just blown because I was sure that Autumn was going to end up with um, Lucas. Mm -hmm. And especially after he made sure that she was free and that no charges went against her because she was charged with her best friend's murder and the house burning mm -hmm. down and all this other nonsense. And in typical dark romance fashion, he taught her how much she enjoyed this kinky, dark sex. Yeah, I know. Like, where where are we going with this, right? And then, <laughs> and then she ends up with Adam, who she did have a great sex with. <laughs> oh, damn! Look, that that scene. I'm like fantasizing about it still. That was a like great I want to I want to reenact. I want to reenact that. You're scene. gonna plan a scene, Rara. <laughs> I gotta find. Yeah, I got. I need some help. <laughs> Um, I, I need somebody to tie me up so I can do that scene. But yeah. you need like a, a lady friend and a male friend and another male friend to watch. <laughs> I got that. So you're that's not the problem. <laughs> so there's no problem then. Let make it happen, baby. <laughs> what are you drinking, Rara? I am drinking what's called a Malibu Bay Breeze. Oh, and it's cranberry juice, pineapple juice. And Malibu Bay rum. Lovely. Now, what's interesting is the only cranberry juice I had was pink cranberry juice. Naturally. Right. Naturally. <laughs> now, normally you make it with red. Yeah. With the normal red color, which then makes the drink look like Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. So I discovered it years ago when my kids were little. And every Sunday, my family and all of our friend families would go to the pool together. And we'd bring all the food and drinks and stuff. And I used to make this in like one of those gallon water jugs, <laughs> but it looked like Kool-Aid. So I would just write on it, mommy juice. Love it. So the kids knew we couldn't, they couldn't have it. And the dads would be in the pool with the kids and all the moms would just be sitting in the sun, drinking mommy juice, having a blast. That sounds like a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. I'm a mommy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, I just have some rosé because I love me some rosé. Um, and I did put my husband's whiskey glass in here, uh, whiskey cube in here, the ice cube to keep it cold. <laughs> <laughs> Improvise. Um, you do what you gotta do. Yeah. Uh, tangent number one, everybody check. <clears throat> but yeah, this book was so fun, but also it made me very angry. At did it make you angry, Rara? 
No, it didn't make me angry because it really made me stop and think. Because at the beginning, Autumn is so sure that she is too smart yeah. to be taken in, to fall for this, to be manipulated. The way Lucas has very bluntly been telling her he's going to do to her. Mm-hmm. Like he never hid anything from her. And he gave her his books to read, which was interesting because it was a novel within a novel. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the books just were playing out what was happening in air quotes real time. Yeah. <laughs> And then you got to see kind of the, the novel he was writing because the whole point of him taking her, we haven't told the um, lovely listeners, oh, okay, is Sorry. that he, it's fine, they're used to this, we go all over the place. He found he found her very appealing, in a, like I said, in a very like dark romance fashion. He stumbles upon her. She's this mm-hmm. perfect, beautiful, something about her is just that innocence that needs to be deflowered kind of like mm-hmm. vibe. Um, and she's in this mousy outfit all the time, like a big sweater and a long skirt. Everything's below her knees. He just found her so appealing that he needed to make her his. And he wanted to introduce her to this dark, kinky life that he just knew she would enjoy. Because And, and he used her as his muse, one of his mm-hmm. muses for each book he wrote he had a muse that he would take in and do all sorts of stuff to. And then I guess let go at the end. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he talked about it in the, in the book about as far as the killers went, there was always information from the killers Mm -hmm. because there'd be interviews and stories and books and all that. Yeah. But nobody ever heard from the victim because the victim was dead. Mm -hmm. So you couldn't understand what they were thinking and feeling. And so he was sort of, he struggled each book. He could do the research and get in the head of the killer, but he could never quite get in the head of the victim. Yeah. And one of the things that he said that I thought was really cool, he he wrote, um, he said, she eluded me each day. And even after reading through countless stories of chaos and tragedy, her voice was still silent. I knew it was because we never hear from the victim. She'd been hushed before she could tell her story. Yeah. And then he's like, it goes, I wanted to experience or witness everything I could imagine that she endured. Mm -hmm. And so that was his point. He was going to bring Autumn in as his victim and pretty much just watch how she reacted. So he would be able to feel and understand the victim in a story. Yes. And he got that to a point. But she surprised him because she liked a lot of the stuff he did to her. And he wasn't expecting her to, I guess, like it as quickly as she did. Um, But this lady was also too stupid to live, which is why I was screaming at my my book. Oh, my God. Yes. He brings her after manipulating her, which we all love as dark romance uh, readers. He manipulated her and she ended up at his house for romance reasons. Okay, And he told her, look, lady. You're here. Don't go to the third floor. Don't go to the basement. Those are the rules. Let's have some dinner. And then she starts drinking and he's like, look, I'm not the gentleman here. I'm telling you right now, you get yourself drunk. I will take advantage of you 100 percent. So she just gets sloshed. (laughs) Yeah. And he even gives her a chance because he leaves to go to write. And she t- picks up the second bottle of wine, Rara. 
Yeah. Listen, she he had consent because he told her he informed her beforehand Mm -hmm. everything that was going to happen. Yep. And he told her how he was how he gave her one of his books to read. And he basically said, that's what I would do to you. What happened to that victim in that book? Yeah. That it's very easy. And I think that was to me, that was the interesting thing. She really thought she was so smart. Yeah. That she could never be manipulated like that. And it made me stop for a second because I'd like to think I'm that smart that I would never be manipulated. <laughs> oh, I'm screwed. I could tell you right now, I am I'm screwed when it comes to this kind of stuff. A hundred percent I would be manipulated. <laughs> I'm a smart lady, but I feel like I I know my strengths. And you put a, a really hot guy in front of me and he'll tell me things and I'll be like, okay, let's go, sir. I mean, one of the reasons I'm with my husband, everybody knows, is he's very attractive. Um, but I really thought the first date we ever went on, oh, I should say the second date we ever went on, he was going to kill me. I really thought that. But I still went like a dumb dumb. He didn't, obviously, and we are happily married. But um, he brought me to look at his... <laughs> old dilapidated dilapidated car that was uh parked in in front of his dad's business which was in a remote part of town <laughs> and this was at night and i was like and we pulled up to this parking lot i was like this is not gonna end well for me this is not gonna end up well for me <laughs> <laughs> um it ended up fine but i know myself rara i'm i'm a dumb dumb <laughs> yeah i'm I, my story of how I met my partner is a whole lot of different than yours, but just as crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I can and can't say on your podcast. Oh, you can say whatever you'd like this podcast. All right. I was, I was his fluffer at a gangbang. <laughs> I did remember that story from your podcast. I love it. And it's, it's coming up um, next month. Aww. It'll be six years. Happy so. fluffer-versary. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'll have to tell him that <laughs> so yeah um again i'd like to think i'm i'm not that naive yeah it would but i also think it would depend on his hotness factor I, like the hotter he is the more naive i might be i i know that i know myself 100 percent. that'd be true 100 percent. that'd be true with every i guess uh inch in every uh direction and all and every <laughs> tattoo <laughs> I'm over. I'm I'm done with. <laughs> I'll follow you into the dark corner. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, look, I'd like to I, I wouldn't get that drunk because I could probably count on one hand the number of times I've been drunk in the last five years. Hmm. So I don't usually tend to drink that much, so I wouldn't be that that dumb. And I. I think I'm more disturbed by the fact that she was clueless to her friend. Yeah. Her best friend. Well, she was dumb. She was too stupid to live. I think in every aspect, yeah, well, she was just too stupid to live. Um, but she got to live. I, and that was the other thing. I thought for sure that book was going to end with her dead. I thought so too, especially when you read the trigger warning in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It said, if you want a traditional ending happily ever after with the heroine alive or something like that i gotta look at it um oh my god the, I, I loved that trigger war the whole trigger warning on this was insane yes 
It, I mean, it is trigger warning romance. You picked it says, a good one. It says, for those with heart conditions, this book is not for you. <laughs> for those who delve into the pages of literature in search of a happy ending, this book is not for you. For those who don't appreciate the finer things in life, such as vulgar language, taboo subjects, and a refreshing and lighthearted sprinkling of explicit descriptions of violence, this book is not for you. <laughs> and then it just goes on. It's really funny. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I and especially because um, the main character that she, uh, our, our main character, Autumn, read about in his first book ended up dead. She was a, you know, a wife to this guy who abused her and then ended up, she ended up killing herself. And she, I was like, oh no, I feel like this is where we're headed. Is this foreshadowing? Right, we're foreshadowing, yep. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad she did not end up dead. The sex in this book was hot though. It's oh delivered. God. That whole thing was really hot. Yeah. Like you said, the... I think the hottest scene was with our, I guess, real hero, Adam, mm -hmm. when he comes in with his mistress and she makes him pleasure our heroine in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then um, that was hot because also, like I said, um, Lucas was watching through, like, I guess, cameras in his own little room. And I love that he got jealous. I love that he got jealous. That's when I thought that maybe we were turning the corner. Yes. That we were going to have, that he would discover because she acted different. And one of the things he talked a lot about was the fact that there was still fight in her. Like the fight never left her. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, so he likes that the fight never leaves her. He likes that she's not making it easy. Yeah. He's jealous that this other guy brought her to orgasm. This is it. This is our turning point. Yeah, but no, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't. For sure. It was <laughs> like, it was baffling. This book was, I did not see that coming. Uh, I thought, like you said, she was either going to end up dead or she was going to end up with Lucas. <laughs> there was no in between for me. So uh, props to the author for surprising me because it's not something that I'm usually... Uh, experiencing well yeah i mean i'm at like 197 books already this year so i'm a, i'm a prolific reader yeah and i'm not young so i've been reading like that i tell people i've been reading romance novels for 45 years at least yeah because i i started with my mom's bodice rippers i i had lots of lots of books with fabio on the cover yes <laughs> love right? us some Fab fabio covers <laughs> um yeah julie garwood just recently died which yes. broke my heart because i loved her books she was amazing for sure yeah i think everybody in the community was really heartbroken about it yeah because you never know how old these authors are yeah right yeah 100 even if you see a picture like, you don't know how long ago that picture was taken, how much it's been airbrushed. Yes. <laughs> and as somebody who likes a good filter, I'm okay with it. That's not a criticism. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, but, everybody knows that, well, everybody who listens to the podcast anyway knows I'm going to be at uh, Authors After Midnight. It's our first convention and we have a table. It's very exciting. 
and I, I, I hope that nobody's expecting filters and, I mean, uh, freckles and light eyes, because that's not, that's not Nat, everybody. It's a filter. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm so jealous you're getting to go to that, but I have to pace myself. I, and I will, I will be at Smut Lovers in Orlando in September. Nice. So I couldn't do two. This is my first romance convention. I've never been to You've one before. You've never been before? <gasps> okay, there's so much fun. And as I said, because I was listening to your last episode <laughs> that just came out for us, which was the Forget Me Not Bombshell, and you talked about fangirling. Do it. You can't help but fangirl. Oh, I will. Like every time I've gone, I've I've met I've met many of the BDSM romance authors. In fact, it was Angel Payne who uh, taught me about fat life and really started my whole kink career. Yeah, going, um, but yeah, it's it's really cool to meet them because they are heroes, right? They've they've helped us escape. They've helped us cre- have these amazing fantasy lives in our heads, and they're really cool people. Yeah, I, I was telling my husband, I was like, "This is going to be like my Lollapalooza, okay? Like this mm-hmm. is." My rock star, my rock stars are authors. I'm so excited to yes. meet everybody. And I feel so privileged with starting this podcast. A lot of these authors who were my like role models and just everything to me are now becoming friends with me. And it's mind blowing because if mm-hmm. you were told me, you know, 10 years ago that Zoe Blake was going to be messaging me about coming to a convention with her. And hanging out, I would have, my head would have exploded. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really excited. And um, it's going to be fun. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm very excited to meet everybody. Anybody who's coming, please absolutely come up and say hello and take a picture and do whatever, you know, hang out with me. We will have plenty of, uh, I think, alcohol, oh. Zoe said. So <laughs> it's going to be a good night. going to be a good time. Alcohol is always, always a good thing. Yeah. But I'm really excited. I'm excited. I hope that I'll get to meet you eventually because that would be fun. I'm sure we could make that happen at some point. We really don't live that horribly far apart. No, not at all. No, we don't. (laughs) Absolutely not. But it's wild because I've never met Tori and I'm going to be meeting Tori for the first time live at this event as well. Okay. You need to like record that on TikTok (laughs) or TikTok or something the first time you guys actually get to meet and hug each other i'm gonna try that moment tori is like your dara she mm-hmm. is not big on uh, social media or showing her face i am whether i like it or not i am the face of Trigger yeah Warning i show it i show everything literally <laughs> everything um yeah see so, you no know, this is i know this because i have to do this with dara you can do where you just see tori's back mm-hmm. like you're standing there facing and Tori's coming to you yeah. for the hug. Yeah. We'll we'll talk. There's ways you can do this. Yes. I have the advantage of Dar's like seven inches taller than I am. So we just take funny pictures at weird <laughs> angles where you can't see her from the neck up. That's funny. We'll see. I think Tori and I are pretty much the same height. So maybe yeah. we'll get her Very a few people or something. are my height. I'm a midget. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm pretty short myself. So <laughs> I am five foot two. So. Ooh. 
I'm five foot nothing. There you go. So you, so, I yeah. got two inches on something, apparently. Hey, those two inches are can be really important. I, Don't knock those extra two inches. I'm not. I'm, I'm very excited. So, on a good day, I'm two and a two, five, two and a quarter on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> so that quarter counts too. <clears throat> uh, we probably should talk about this book again. It's okay. So, Don't worry about this, it. The, like I said, the, the the lovely listeners are used to it, and I, I they love when we go on tangents, just like I love when you guys go on tangents. Um, oh my god, oh. yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It, Have you listened to our newest episode? Uh, which one was that? Oh, it's the Who Cow one. No, I I have not, <laughs> but I will... there may be a lot of cow puns. Oh, I love a it. A lot of cow puns. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. <laughs> can't wait i'll listen to it tomorrow that one came out today right yeah yeah i haven't listened to it yet <clears throat> i was i usually listen on saturdays uh because mm -hmm. fridays i'm working and can't but yeah we are not a safe for work podcast no no definitely not mm -mm. so i listen i <laughs> listen on saturdays while i'm like cleaning the house uh, <laughs> romance novels and podcasts keep this house clean otherwise nothing gets done <laughs> So <laughs> it's an important thing. It is. See, you need yourself. You need yourself one of these um, slaves, like from the book, to come in and clean your house for you. <sighs> you know, I talked about this with Mister Savage. He won't let me get one. I don't know why. I said it would be a great idea. Right now, I pay somebody to clean this house. I'm like, somebody could technically be paying me to clean my own house. I had a service sub come and do my laundry for me once. That sounds incredible. Teach us your ways, Rara. <laughs> Teach us it's your actually, ways. It's actually, it's actually Dar's service sub. I just borrowed him. Okay, can I borrow him too? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, everybody knows I'm not part of the lifestyle. Um, I am something Yet. like what? Yet. <laughs> I am something you guys call vanilla with sprinkles. Sprinkles. And so is my husband. We are vanilla with sprinkles, but we're happy to be vanilla with sprinkles. Mm -hmm. Um, he is, I, I love my husband. He's my very own romance novel hero. He is very jealous, possessive. He does not like it when I talk to other men. So he would not be open, I think, to uh, some guy coming in and cleaning the house. Because even though you and I know it's not like a sexual mm -hmm. thing, he would mm -hmm. not, I think, understand. Wow. Yeah. See, my partner and I are more like your typical dark romances and he likes to watch. Yeah. And and he has watched me, <laughs> other people. So yeah. yeah. So, yeah. We again, you say yet, yeah, and it might be true, but it might. I don't know. Like I said, we are happy. I think at this point in our lives, we've been together thirteen years. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, and um, I mean, we have a good time. <laughs> so you made two babies. You must be doing something right. I. <laughs> I do love me and I'm uh, a, a like forced pregnancy breeding kink book. So we had a good time making those babies. <laughs> uh, I can give you more names. <laughs> please do. Rex, please. I always need more Rex, uh, especially Omegaverse. I know you, you like the Omegaverse as well. I just started to get into the Omegaverse once I discovered that Omegaverse heroes come with knots. Yes. And I am a huge fan of the knot. And I thought knots were only in Shifter World. And to find out they're also in Omegaverse World makes me very happy. Omegaverse is literally hands down my favorite genre. 
Dark Omegaverse specifically. It is my favorite because you get forced pregnancy. You get a lot of like non-con because of the heats. Mm-hmm. Um, you get jealous possessive heroes. I love a size difference. So yeah. the, the heroes are always like these ginormous alphas and the heroines mm-hmm. are much smaller. And now, but the ones that I've seen, a lot of them, and I I heard you weren't as much of a fan of is the white shoes. See, I love the white shoes. Yeah. So the idea that, so in, in the Omegaverse, there's a lot of mm-hmm. white, you know, basically packs of alphas yes. with the one. Yes, that's that's Tori's uh, domain. She loves a white shoes. I'm not a white shoes person. Paul, uh, Tori is Polly. So, uh, okay, so am I. So, yeah. yeah. So she's she's very happy in that world where I am a very monogamous, jealous, possessive mind kind of girl. Mm-hmm. So I love me the alpha that is just obsessed with the one. Yeah. See, I, I used to read the white shoes long before I became Polly. So now it's starting to make sense. <laughs> um. Yeah. Books will teach you. I've always, I've always felt it takes a village to keep me happy. So that's sort of where I'm coming from. <laughs> I love it. And I am not a judgmental person. Whatever makes everybody happy, as long as it's not harming every anybody else in a way that they don't want to be harmed, I'm fine with. Um, yeah. However, for me, everybody who listens to the podcast knows I'm just not a fan of why choose. I will read it. I will enjoy it from afar, but I will not insert myself. And I insert myself into books like no other business. I don't know if you're like this, but I read a description of a heroine. And I don't care if she's got blue eyes and blonde hair and is five foot eight. She is a five foot two brunette with curly hair. Okay. Okay. I don't tend to read the descriptions of the heroine (laughs) or the hero because I feel that if the, if the author has done a good enough job of creating these characters, Mm. I get it. I get a vision of what they look like. Yeah. And it very rarely, for example, I'm not much about blondes. I just, I think I've, I've dated my entire life two blondes. I've mm. always just liked dark haired. Yeah. Um. So when you tell me that you think the hero is a blonde, I'm like, no, you're wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, <laughs> author who created this hero. You're just wrong. I can understand that. However, I'm opposite of you. I love me a, a tall, blonde, blue-eyed Viking. So bring it on. <laughs> I have always liked the clean cut. Oh gentleman in the streets beast in the sheets kind of a thing i can i can respect that the one who looks like the good boy but really isn't yeah no i'm a i like me a bad boy it needs to look like a bad boy needs to be covered in tattoos it needs to be six foot five muscled tattooed pierced okay that's on my bucket list yeah i need i need sex with a guy who's pierced i want to try a prince albert piercing I don't think that's asking for a lot. I don't think that's asking for a lot either. However, you could probably ask for your birthday if um, your partner would like to give you a very, very happy birthday. Get get himself adjusted. Yeah. They, no. No? No. He won't do that. No. I, I do know somebody who is pierced, but they're not somebody that I have those feelings about. So okay. I would not. Um, but most of the time, like I go to swinger events and I haven't really found anybody who's pierced. I need more guys who are pierced in my life. Interesting. I don't know. I, I think that when we were younger, my husband would have totally done it. But we're just both not that we're old because we're not, but we are older and we have two little kids. And he's like, give me a break. Like, 
You know what? Maybe when he turns 50. Maybe. That can be his his F you to being 50. There you go. Yeah, because he's going to be 37. So okay. he's not, like I said, we're not, I'm, I'm going to be 36 next week. Uh, <laughs> he'll be 37. And uh, I think more at, at this point in our lives, we're just tired parents of two small children. So. Yeah. I'm going to blow your mind. I will be 58 in September. That's bananas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rara looks about 40. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, that's someday. We'll see. I'll keep I'll keep looking. Uh, you, it will happen. I'm not giving up. Well, you're poly. So there's absolutely a, a chance for oh, that yeah. happening. You know, my only chance is my husband. <laughs> He will not share. What about if we get you a dildo and pierce that? Will about, that work? I don't know if that would be the same, to be honest with you. You know, you, you, you only one way to find out is you have to try it. Why don't you try and let me know? Hey, if you insist, <laughs> it's for science. I'll do just about anything for science. <laughs> See, I, I knew that having you on the podcast would be a blast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I've lost my filter long ago. Yeah. And I'm laughing. Even reading this book, I try to, you know, people ask about like what kind of books I read because they want recommendations mm -hmm. and stuff. And I'm like, my my filters are off completely. So like something that most people might think is, oh, my God, that's so dirty and out there or whatever. I'm like, huh, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't even think about it anymore. I'm I'm right there with you. You know, I've been reading dark romance for a long time and um for me i was actually just having this conversation with my good friend who was here um this afternoon and she read I, she was she just recently kind of got back into romance and i was giving her recommendations and she read a katie robert book uh, i can't remember the title but it's the jafar jasmine book and it has a little mm -hmm. has some dub con not even known con it has a little bit of dub con in it and she was she was like nope she noped out of it she couldn't do it which is fine but yeah. to me i was like that's not a dark book you know yeah don't don't recommend this book to her oh absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not i love her she's yeah. not judgmental but she was like yeah that was so dark he he rapes her i was like i was like this book i was like he doesn't rape her it's like it's not con it's not not con you want rape i'll show you some rape <laughs> you know yeah it's uh, well, I read all sorts of genres. Just mm -hmm. depends on my mood and what grabs me. So, um, you know, some of it'll be dark. Some of it's it's not. I mean, it's always it's never clean. It's never the clean books. Yeah. Uh, but they're not always necessarily really really sexual and really dark. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I I go through periods when I want historical or shifter, or I've been lately mafia and motorcycle. Yes. Those are some of my favorites as well. Well, not so much the motorcycle, but the mafia for sure. Motorcycle is like, I can take it or leave it. Uh, but my mafia is one of my favorites. I see. I think you would like the motorcycle because they sound very much like your husband in the, they're very, they're alpha. They're mm -hmm. very possessive. They get jealous if somebody else even looks at their woman, the tattoos. Yes. Agreed. However, they all have those silly road names and I giggle every time they get called by them. <laughs> Some of the road names are silly. Like the one I'm reading right now, his road name is Moose. Yeah. See, I 
I can't. I would giggle my way through that whole book. Um, <laughs> especially because, like, kind of hit it on the on the nose there. A lot of my husband's friends and my friends are are in motorcycle clubs in real life. So I kind of tend to be like, I associate them together. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, the, the descriptions in the book don't match the descriptions of the real life people. So, yeah, I, I, I've i seen the Sopranos, the, the mafia <laughs> in real life doesn't match the mafia in my books. Either. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I think it's it's honestly just the road, the road names just make me giggle. Like you said, Moose, like, can I take that seriously? I don't know if I could. It tends to be the women don't call them by their road name. I guess. Yes, that's They're the true. only ones who are allowed to use their actual given names. Yes. Now, I have a question yeah. for you about this okay. specific book, right? And, okay. And yes. kind of BDSM and dark romance in general, because you are a BDSM educator. And there's a lot of times where you reach out to me, you're like, hey, this book is using the wrong terminology. How should I go about? And I said, just reach out to the author is usually what I say, um, because they might they're probably not in the lifestyle. They're doing research. I, by the way, I loved your your dark like your romance episodes. They were my favorite thing. I I listened to them twice. OK, like, oh, wow. I love their log. Each one is like an hour, an hour and 40 minutes. Yes. Those were long episodes. Those by far my favorite episodes. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um. You kind of touched it on there, uh, but what makes it okay and what makes it not okay in a book for you? Like what? Because this book, obviously. Yeah. Well, there's some stuff that I understand. I need to check my brain at the door. This is not going to be able to be, you know, 100% realistic. I mean, like one of my favorite books about BDSM is Cherise Sinclair's The Shadowlands. Mm -hmm. Okay. Her dungeon, The Shadowlands. There is nothing that I'm aware of that exists like that in real life. Yeah. <laughs> it just it doesn't. We 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 can't. They're usually uh they're usually in industrial areas because that's where we're allowed to have those things. Mm-hmm. Um, not every state allows you to even have sex at these dungeons. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's it's state by state as to whether or not you can have sex at the dungeons. Hmm. Can you have sex in your state? Um, my state, no, which is why we have no dungeons in here. And we have to go into um, Maryland and D.C. Oh, I wonder if New Jersey does. I don't know. I haven't looked. But so some of that can get away by you have, quote unquote, private clubs. OK. Um, you know, some of it. But there's even some like in in Florida. I know of two different dungeons and one allows sex and one doesn't mm-hmm. just because that's the way things are set up. So that's part of it. And and I see a lot of, it seems like whenever anybody does a scene, they have sex. Like that's just part of the scene. Yeah. That's actually, if you go into a dungeon, that's actually not what happens. Yeah. Only committed couples are having sex. And even that, not every time. It's not like if I, just knew somebody and said, Hey, want to do a scene together? There's not going to be sex. Um, but I understand that this is a romance. And so as you, as you call it, they do the romance thing and Mm -hmm. you just kind of have to accept. Um, it's when they, they really are just the information that they give is sort of unsafe is when I get upset. Okay. Um, you know, like 
I, I just actually, so I've recently been helping an author out uh, and knife play for, is one of the examples that came up, right? They were writing a scene where in the knife play, they were intentionally cutting the skin. Well, knife play actually doesn't usually intentionally cut the skin. Oh, really? We do have something we call cutting. Oh. That actually intentionally cuts the skin, but not knife play. And the reason specifically for those two different names is so that people understand. Oh, right? like I get it. You're going to actually cut me on purpose. So that's going to be cutting or blood play. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of stuff. Or, you know, I wish they would. They're getting better about making sure there's consent. Mm hmm. Uh, negotiations, they still have to, I think, work a little bit better on making sure they're getting those negotiations in there. So it's it's just more from a safety standpoint. I, I get that this is fiction and we need to make it sexy and not everything that we do comes across as sexy. When you sit down and you are negotiating a scene, it doesn't always appear like it's sexy. Yeah. And I get that. It's boring. Yeah. It's the boring stuff. Yeah, it's the same again, not on the same level, but Tori and I are something we call ourselves the lube police mm -hmm. because every it seems like in every other book that we read, there is anal and the lube is always either non-existent or some random like thing like soap, which would be a horrible idea. <laughs> well, and you notice they always manage to have anal on their very first try. Yes. No problem. And, and there's always the ladies first time. To, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, and, and let's always forget that if we are doing a wide shoes, she is able to do double penetration <laughs> immediately. There's no anal training. There's no the, the prepping is they stick their fingers in and stretch a little bit and wham. Yeah. She's ready for double penetration. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I, I like I said, I get it. It's I've had this discussion with multiple authors. And they're like, look, you know, sometimes lube. And I, I laughed because I had this conversation with Zoe multiple times. Mm -hmm. And then in her last book, she actually put lube in the nightstand. <laughs> and I read that part and just giggled because I knew she was just writing the scene to be like, fuck you, Nat. Here's your fucking lube. <laughs> All right. And everybody has unprotected sex. Mm hmm. And nobody actually ever asks to see any papers, even though they don't know each other. It's just like, I'm, I'm clean. I get tested. First of all, they all get tested like an unbelievably insane amount of times. Yes. Yes. And there's always a condom when you need one. Mm -hmm. Always. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've actually never read a book, I think, with a condom in it. So. Oh yeah, no, I've I've there are condoms. I read dark romance where uh pregnancy is usually the goal, which the goal. In well, this book, they didn't talk about it at all. They just ignored the whole premise of pregnancy. No, but he did I I thought he asked her about birth control. Did he? I mean maybe I skipped that part? No, there's no way. Or it's possible I'm just remembering another book. Maybe. I'm constantly reading and they all start to meld together after a while. Yes. I when I've uh, for you guys it's different, but for me, I, I record I try to read the book kind of like right before I record so that it's fresh in my brain. Uh because like you said, otherwise I start talking about some other book and mm -hmm. <laughs> Tori's like, I don't think that happened here. <laughs> well, I finished the book yesterday. 
So I couldn't not read until tonight. Like that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I finished it at we were recording. We started recording at 830. I finished it at 730. Oh, I was very punctual. (laughs) And I was pretty proud of myself that I held off as long as I did before I started (laughs) reading that I didn't finish till last night. I am very, very proud of you. (laughs) Because normally I'm like zip through it. And I was very careful because there was a lot of description, Mm -hmm. a lot of more so than I typically read. And I did not skim through it. I actually read the descriptions. Look at you. I was really curious about this whole setup. Yeah. His house was fascinating. Yeah. We should talk about the house because he bought this, I don't know, old mansion that was, had some, I guess, uh, nefarious past things happened to it it was rumored to be haunted (laughs) yes apparently i i I highlighted this because i thought this was so again the foreshadowing Mm -hmm. that the previous owner the rumor is the previous owner liked to keep sex slaves chained up in the basement or something like that he um and he said that the when he was first introduced to the property he found that the entrance to the basement was bricked up and he hired somebody to break through the brick, but he didn't allow the person to enter the room itself, just break the brick mm. and leave because he wants it to be the first one yeah. to step through. And he actually says, I'm, I was glad I'd made that demand, but I found was more than I could have dreamed. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's so cool because like, he's writing a novel. And there's different times throughout the book where um, you get to read what parts of his novels. Mm -hmm. I love that part. Which was the storyline was just parallel to what's happening between Lucas and Autumn. And then it was always spicy scenes that he was writing. (laughs) Which seduced Autumn. I don't know that I've ever been seduced to that level by. By books? By books. Really? Oh, man, books keep my husband very happy Mm -hmm. because they, you know, I read a book and then I go visit him Ah. wherever he is in the house. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I can definitely understand getting really worked up over a book because it happens to me all the time. Well, I guess maybe because in the book, like, you know, that the male character is going to kill the female character. Mm -hmm. So to get worked up over the sex scenes, knowing he's going to kill her. I guess, but if you're reading a sexy scene Mm -hmm. and our girl was exploring herself Mm -hmm. and her, I guess, (laughs) newfound. Because she was also mad about getting turned on by it. Yeah, she really was. So it was almost like a forced turn on, which I liked. Um, and I feel like it was part of his kind of plan to see like, okay, is she going to like this or is she going to turn away from it? And she liked it because she was definitely a prude. Like she was described and she described herself as a prude in the very beginning, which was your stereotypical librarian. Yeah. I found the the thing that I found a little bit annoying about this book is how quickly she kind of turned from, oh, this is disgusting filth and I can't believe you're reading about 
um, you you know, and nobody should be reading about rape. It was one of those. It gave me kind of like PTSD from my <laughs> my, <laughs> my TikTok um, accounts that oh, const- yes. constantly get yelled at because I apparently am a horrible human being who uh, endorses rape. So <laughs> uh, it gave me PTSD a little bit because she was the same way. Like, oh, nobody should be reading about rape. It's not it doesn't do anybody any good and it's sick and twisted. And if you like it, you're sick and twisted. And then she read it and found it hot. So it was, and like I said, she got mad about finding it hot. So I feel like it, it did its job in kind of forcing her to acknowledge that these things could be hot Mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with finding them hot. In a book. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Keyword, but in a book. <laughs> I mean, look, the stuff that they were doing sexually, to me, was hot. Yes. What they were doing, again, air quotes, real life within the book, was hot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is stuff that I actually do. So far be it for me to say that it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was reading it. I was like, um, oh, I remember Rara talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's so I I do understand that. But, you know, you talk about her being too stupid to live. It's like. She. Was reading about what was happening to these women. And then allowing the exact same stuff to happen to her, like so her house gets burned down and the police are acting like she's the one who did it. Mm -hmm. And her first thought is, okay, I'll run from the police and hide in the house of the guy who has made these threats against me and is known for all this stuff Mm -hmm. and makes my gut instinct tell me stay away. Yeah. She's like, we keep, we definitely mentioned it. She is absolutely too stupid to live. And (laughs) the fact that she survived till the end of the book was baffling to me. (laughs) I mean, he even tells her Lucas, he says to her at one point when they're talking about Mary Beth, Mm -hmm. The friend, he says, no, Autumn, I have not forgotten her name. It's just that she was my was never my intended target. You are the woman I am after. And it's only a matter of time before you succumb and seek solace within my open arms. Yeah. And then and he she- wasn't saying it to her like a romance hero would say it. Yeah, I agree. Uh it was a hot book. You have to suspend disbelief and you have to be okay with reading about a too stupid to live heroin because <laughs> that's the parts what I, I, I was just yelling and my, I, my, my notes are all, all mm-hmm. yelling. They're just all like, how could you, <laughs> how could you do this? How could you think this is a good idea? Um, I, I think I would say to people, read it. For the psychological thriller of it. Yes. And for the author's really well done. um, How do I say this? Uh, You know, she fooled me, fooled you. Mm -hmm. It was it was really surprise after surprise in the best possible way. And I was really impressed by that. I'd never read her before. Mm hmm. Same. I've never Um, read her before either. I need to now go look at some other books that she's written to see because I was really, you know, it's not often I'm surprised at this point anymore when it comes to the romance books. Agreed. But again, I don't know if I would consider this a romance. 
a true romance because like the author even warned us there is no happily ever after technically because no, not with that wink at the end no you think you think there's a happily ever after and then and then she's got one last fucking surprise for you exactly you think she he was winking at the female i can't remember sarah was it sarah yeah, yeah adam was winking at sarah yeah as he was leading autumn away yep yep so this was not a happily ever after this was not a typical romance it was definitely, I don't, it was a romantic, it, it was a spicy suspense book. I wouldn't necessarily say that it was a romance. Yeah. So take but that they, as that's you how it's, That's how it's marketed. It's called Target This. Yeah. A dark romance thriller. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so no one lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But I do like it says this book is intended for mature audiences only. 18 plus. I'm like, yeah, it has to be. Yes, definitely. Um, the amount of insanity and sexy. I mean, like I said, the sex was great in this book. So mm -hmm. if you're into just spicy times, read it for the spicy times. <laughs> and yeah. some ideas like Rara's getting <laughs> for scenes. Yeah spicy times the psychological thriller of it um trying to understand the human psyche because it does make you stop and think about different women throughout the years who have been victims of sociopaths and it's like how how mm -hmm. did that happen and to see his very well thought out plan on what he was going to do. And he talks about it throughout the book. Like, here's what I'm going to do to make her depend only on me. And here's what I'm going to do to make her turn toward me. And I thought that was so fascinating. Yeah, definitely. It was very well done. So highly recommend for those with open minds about dark romance. I can't believe I'm saying that. that. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is uh, this is almost like darker romance. <laughs> like, like I said, I don't even know if I would consider it a romance because to me, a romance is where there is a happily ever after. And I'm not sure if there was a happily ever after at the end of this book. So I'm okay with it being called a romance because she had feelings for him. Mm -hmm. I mean, granted, they were manipulated, but she had feelings for him. Um, not every relationship is going to work out. Yeah. Theirs obviously did not work out. <laughs> so I, I, it's not your traditional romance because you're right. They're not, they're not together. And unlike, because there's another book that we read that was also an unconventional happily ever after torment part one and two by Dylan page. Um, I read those. Those are amazing those. books. Um, and there was almost like a thruple situation, love triangle situation in those books where we got to know Keenan, and but barely, he was almost the secondary character. He was, but he had more scenes than one sex scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. So we got to know him a little bit, and at while you're reading that book, you're kind of trying to figure out like, is he the main hero or is Shay the main hero? And that was more to me a romance because I got to know that character mm -hmm. on some level. I knew a little bit more about him than he's a detective who 
um, is really great at having um, oral sex and regular sex. Like, I knew more about him than that. You know, I don't know anything about Adam besides the fact that he is a detective. Uh, and he's submissive. <laughs> and he's submissive. Or at least to switch. He's definitely a switch, I think, because I don't think our girl is a dom. No, but um, I don't know if he was, again, because of that fucking wink yeah. at the end. Is he truly doming Autumn or is he been ordered by his mistress to, to dom her? Yeah, I don't doing? know. That's what I mean. This is not a romance. <laughs> Because we're trying, we're trying to contemplate if this is a happily ever after. It's, I don't even know if it's a. Is it a happy for now? Happy for now until she, until she discovers the truth. Yeah, if if she discovers the truth. Yes, again, because I went to go look. I'm like, are there more? I need more. Are there more? <laughs> I was gonna say, are there? Is there a sequel to this book? I don't think no. so. No, no. So <laughs> there goes uh, Rara and I trying to discuss whether or not this is a romance. Rara yeah. thinks it is. I think it is not. I'm not. That doesn't mean that I didn't think this was a good book. I did think it was a good book, and it was, I enjoyed it. But I don't think it's a romance. It and and I think it's a type of romance, but by far a very non-traditional romance. Mm -hmm. And she. You know, she does love the main male character. But she doesn't end up with him. <laughs> That's sort of a good thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'll be, uh, yeah, he she he didn't need her any. He didn't need her anymore. Yeah, he finished his book and apparently is his best book yet. He did. Well, cause she, because she, the, uh... she she broke away. She did. And I love the ending of the book where she says that, you know, he. Because she went to see him and he he kind of cir he he signed her book and he si circled something in the book, and as driving away, she looks in the book and it's and the last line of the book says this book is dedicated to the person who freed herself because she can now see the lesson that is hidden within the filth. Mm -hmm. I loved that. Yeah, that's what he wanted her to do all along. Mm -hmm. He wanted her to be different. And break out. Yeah. Unlike all of his other muses. Yes. Who didn't. Yeah. And here's the thing. Are, are we supposed to assume all the other muses are dead? I kind of assumed that. Yeah. But I don't know if for sure. I don't know for sure either. And if they are, I don't know that he's the one who killed them. No. I don't think he's the or or maybe he's been manipulated to kill them. Yeah. But or maybe they're just, I don't know, let go or because they never said that they got killed, mm -hmm. but they never said yeah. that they got freed either. Yeah. This is just not the type of book you want to read when you're home alone at night when it's really dark and stormy. No. <laughs> or if you want to be a masochist, you do. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I, I'm sorry or you're welcome. I I'm not sure. I, yeah, I exactly. haven't decided either. <laughs> no, I would say thank you. Definitely are you're welcome because I did enjoy this book. So I feel like as long as you enjoy this, you know, enjoyed the book, then it doesn't matter what you ultimately thought. Um, if it brought you joy and you felt happy, 
And if you sought out your husband during it, then you're a, you're a happy girl. <laughs> is that is that your basis of whether or not it was a good book? Yes. Did it make you seek out your husband? Uh, pretty much. If it okay. did make That's me fair. seek out my husband, um, then it is a good book. Um, even if he's not available and you're thinking, oh, I wish he was available right now. Like, you know, that that is a good book. How many times it makes you seek out your husband also in my opinion that's how i rate my books like five stars oh, means so i was poor my poor husband is what that means <laughs> he's walking around with a with a frozen bag of peas on him yeah i <laughs> i messaged zoe blake i don't remember which arc this was she sent me an arc to one of her dark mafia books and i was i messaged her and i said zoe i do believe this book got me pregnant like it is a good mm. thing that my husband had a vasectomy because I would have been pregnant 100%. <laughs> and I do not want any more children. And there was a time, I'm not sure what happened there, but my period is usually very on time and it was super late and I was unreasonably bloated. Got scared. I, I made a TikTok about it. I was terrified because I'm telling you, I don't know. Oh, what, I remember that. I, my stomach looked like I was pregnant. And I messaged Zoe and I was like, you somehow undid my husband's vasectomy. You will be paying child support for this child that you caused. <laughs> yeah. She got a little nervous. She's like, oh, my God, could you imagine? I was like, well, that's definitely something to put on the blurb. This book got a vasectomy man to impregnate his wife. <laughs> so... Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, this was so much fun. I really enjoyed. Is there anything? I mean, obviously, everybody go listen to Pink Kink podcast for more Rara and Pink and and Kink education if you're interested in that kind of stuff. I don't know. Is there anything you want to plug? Well, um, as I said, we've got uh, our podcast, which is on all the major apps. We also do if you're interested in further education. We have our Pink Kink Institute, which offers monthly online classes. Um, you can follow us on on TikTok. We're Pink Kink Podcast 2.0, because I've been Thanos a couple times. No. <laughs> on Instagram, we are Pink Kink Podcast. You can join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast. And um, if if you haven't listened to us before... I know my co-host will tell you you should start at episode one, but I understand not everybody does. We did recently do two episodes specifically about BDSM romance. I would say and if you listen to this episode and you like Rara and you listen to this podcast, start with those two for sure. Yeah. We talked to Samantha Cole and um, uh, Patricia Eadie and Golden Angel and Nikki Rome. And it's great. And then again, um, there is the Smut Lovers Conference in September uh, 23rd for the readers mm -hmm. in Orlando. And we have a discount code for reader tickets. Use Pink Kink, and I think it's 10% off the reader tickets. Awesome. So, yeah, and I'll be there teaching BDSM to authors so that they can make their books more realistic. But I'll also be there to... to to say hi to people. I'm going to plug uh, Rara herself and say, if you're an author and you're writing BDSM, she's a great arc reader 
and sh- or a beta reader, I guess you probably a beta Sensit- reader, a sensitivity, sensitivity reader, they're also calling educator, whatever. She's amazing. You can definitely ask her to help you out. And sh- oh, I would love to. I would absolutely love to. I am pimping myself out on that, too. Yeah. Even if you just need like um, an expert to talk to whatever, please reach out. Uh, my email is pinkkinkpodcast at gmail.com. And I am happy to to help with your BDSM romance needs. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. And you can tell Dara that I don't listen in order. So <laughs> I tell her all the time. She, I'm sure she's mad at me. I love I love you her. have to get in a long line of people who tell her that because I know very few people who listen in order. I I just, you know, it depends on my mood and what I'm interested in. So, well, and we've got some ex- some extreme kinks showcased and not everybody is going to want to hear. About You've also it, so. got an unreasonable amount of episodes. So, yeah, we just released episode 121. Yeah. So I'm I think I'm more or less caught up. I think I've listened to everything up until the most recent at this point. Mm-hmm. But when I first found you guys, I kind of just went all over the place. So (laughs) (laughs) I went haywire. Um, Don't blame you. What are you, any palate cleansers for me? What are you, what are you listening to, reading, doing? Oh, well, I've been anxiously waiting to start a new book. Um, I've torn between two different books, depending upon my mood. Mm -hmm. One is Birthday Girl. Oh, Nikki Sloan. Um, no, Penelope, hold on, I'll give you the right name, uh, Penelope Douglas. Oh, Penelope Douglas. Yeah, that's a good one too. This is recommended to me and basically it's, um, an age gap. Reverse age gap because she's older, I think. No, no, this is, um, boyfriend's father. Oh, this is definitely the wrong book that I'm thinking of. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> uh, the other one that I'm interested in, I'm, I, Debating on what to start one is Daisy Unchained Ooh. by Elena Dawn. And actually, the full name is just to give you an idea Daisy Unchained, Stepbrother's Sweet Milky Princess. Oh, another Hugh Cow. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're, they're, that, that should be interesting. That's also, it's got an age gap. It's, it says this filthy, rich, morally gray alpha daddy and dad. Desperate but determined virgin who cow. Oh, okay. I'm interested in that as well. How are you a virgin who cow? Okay, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Usually need to have a baby to have milk, but you know, there are ways, I guess. There are ways. Yeah. Actually, if you listen to the newest episode, we talk about it. All right. There are ways. I missed my calling because I the amount of milk that I produced (laughs) was unreasonable. For both my kids. You and me both. I used to I used to walk around going moo. Yeah. I had uh, a giant deep freeze in my basement. I don't really know how big it is, but it is huge. Okay. And at one point during my uh, first baby, it was full of nothing but frozen breast milk. And uh, I had to, do- I donated it. On top of that. It was fantastic. Yeah. So it was great. But my poor boobs, I don't know how they didn't fall off the amount of pumping I had to do in order to keep up with all that milk. I would imagine. Yeah. But again, I don't think my husband would have been okay with me doing anything else rather than feeding my baby. (laughs) (laughs) No matter how much somebody may have attempted to pay me. 
Um, because I did get offers from guys. Um, technically, they were bodybuilders. Apparently, bodybuilders use human breast milk. Uh, Ooh. Because of the protein. They, they, they got, but you could just give them the bags. Yeah. They didn't have to get it directly from the source. Precisely. Um, I thought about gotta it. Got to pay bills somehow. I did think about it. However, the listeners know that both my girls were in the NICU. So um, instead, I did the the good and nice thing. And I donated the milk to another mother in the NICU. So that was I figured um, bodybuilder just bodybuilding or you know a NICU mom trying to feed her baby hey, baby yeah yeah okay so that Fair I, enough. I did make the right choice however I, I believe you yes <laughs> however I was very tempted because the amount of money they were trying to pay me for my personal guess like mm, girl but we do have a baby to pay for now um yes my palate cleanser is this Zoe Blake arc that just dropped into my book funnel um it Ooh. is the a part of her new series, um, the uh, what is the the series? It is it's called the sick the secrets of the brother. It's the Cavalieri billionaire legacy series. Oh, three. I read the first one in that series. Yes, the, the father, the father. Yeah. Well, has there's two books that are already out. So the father, and then there's the one brother, and now it's the the second brother's book. <laughs> oh so i have not read it yet i'm not but i am as soon as we hang up i do like i do like her books i loved i think one of the first ones i read of hers was um the guy who thought she was a hooker dressed <gasps> up like a school girl yes sweet cruelty yeah that That's, was the first one of hers i read that was the first one of hers i read as well and i loved it and haven't looked back so <laughs> yes agreed Zoe is an incredible author and I actually talked about again I consider her a friend at this point and uh which is wild but she <laughs> she and I had a fun conversation she if you guys want to go listen we had a whole interview with Zoe Blake we talked about a book and I talked to her about her writing as well um she doesn't she does BDSM adjacent I would say because she says none of her characters would ever ask for for, no, for they a safe word. <laughs> it's just not something that they would do. Um, Excuse me. Yep, no problem. Yeah. No, I, so I've got to, I'm going back through and because I do, I look at which books you've, you guys have talked about mm -hmm. and then help, helps me to pick some new ones. I'm glad. So I got excited. I was listening to the part one of the, the Dylan Page book and I went, this book sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and then I checked, I had to go back to my Goodreads because yes. that happens all the time. I forget what I've read. Yeah. And sure enough, I went, oh, I did read that. Yeah, I do the same thing. You definitely read more volume than I do, but I do believe that. Is... I don't have young kids. Yeah, I was going to say I have. My kids are adults. Very small children. Uh... And I and you've <laughs> convinced me to read my first Anna Zares. <gasps> you have not read an Anna Zares? Anna Zares is not on KU. No, she's not. But she's worth but, it. But, ha, ha, but. <laughs> This is how this is how you know. <laughs> Tell me you're a romance reading addict without telling me you're a romance reading addict. I now also have Kobo Plus. Oh, there you go. So I have KU and Kobo Plus. And I discovered her, that Anna is on Kobo Plus. I have all the wrecks. All the wrecks. I so, know you like so, aliens. Anna has yeah. a fantastic alien book. Oh, I'll tell you which one I downloaded of hers. Okay. Um, it is. Let me look up my books. 
Terrible Beauty. <gasps> Love that book. Dark oh Mafia. God. That was a good one. It's a Dark Mafia. That's not a finished series, though. Just FYI. If in That's case, okay. just um, I just warned because people get mad at me because they want an happily ever after, and it's not there yet. It's she's Anna Anna Zares from just reading a lot of her books. She has a, a lot of trilogies, so it's always okay. three books for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, so Terrible Beauty is amazing. Love that book. It's fantastic. Yeah. So now between the two, most of the authors, I'm covered on one or the other. There you go. <laughs> I love it. I'm not on Kobo Plus yet, but maybe, maybe I will be. I just buy the books. Like Anna Zares. I mean, um, although at this point, I'm going to be very honest with you. Anna Zares, I get the arcs at this point in yeah. my life, which is incredible. Yeah. Once again, thank you so much. I can't believe I get that privilege. But I just buy the books if I don't. If I've not. read 197 books already this year. Yeah, you can't afford, you can't afford that. Yeah, to buy that. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So, so I pay my Kindle Unlimited, and then now I'll pay for Kobo Plus, and I'm I'm covered. there. You go. Uh, you should read because I know you like Alien, and no, he does not have a knot. But oh. if you like Alien books, the yeah. Crinar series is fantastic. How do you spell that? K-R-I-N. Hang on. Because uh, <laughs> actually we um, we just did a Crinar book um, and that it's uh, K-R-I-N-A-R. The first one is the Crinar Captive. And those books are fantastic. The All right. That's the first book. And then there's a, a whole, I think it's actually four, a four book series after that. Okay. It's called Close Liaisons. Um, I'm sure we'll be covering close liaisons at some point on this podcast because that is one of my favorite series, hands down. All right. They have sex in an anti-gravity chamber. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, that sounds really <laughs> cool. It's so cool. Um, oh my God, I'm looking. There's so many of her. But, oh, there it is. A Crinar story. There's that's it. Which one do I swept away? Uh, swept away was an, no, that's a novella. Or is the Crinar captive. The Crinar captive is technically the first, I think. And it kind of sets up the world. Um, okay. The the swept away. I I think it's just a novella. It's a very short book about a, okay. secondary characters in the Crinar books. Um, and then close liaisons. I think that's the first book of um, the the four book series with Mia and Corum. I believe his name is. Right. But <clears throat> again, no knots, but. They do kind of sad. I'm sorry, but the, the he's the whole point is he's like he's like Superman. You know, they're very human like, but they're actually very strong and they're more vampiric. Also, they bite. There's a lot of biting going on. If you like more, they're very primal. Yeah. If you're into primal, you're gonna like those books. I I love a good shifter book, mm -hmm. um, but I tend to read more wolves. Than anything else have you read the andorra sector by lexi c foss no that does not sound familiar that is a shifter omega verse fantastic it's the first book in a series not reverse harem but lots of nodding <laughs> so <laughs> you should be happy there ah there it is andorra sector a shifter omega verse oh the x clan yes i do believe that's on ku as well oh Oh, I think I read this. See, this is my problem. <laughs> now, now I will, now I will leave and I will go over to Goodreads. 
because seriously, this is my issue. <laughs> I really need to remember the stuff that I, I've read. Yeah. It's hard. Well, when you read as much as you do. Well, the worst was, or the best, depending upon how you look at it, was in 2020 when nobody was going anywhere, mm-hmm. right? And couldn't do anything. Oh, I did read that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, I read like 700 books in 2020. Wow. What was I doing? I couldn't go anywhere or see anybody. Yeah. And all my Saturday nights that I used to go out to the dungeon, I was just hanging out at home. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that problem. I had two children. No, you made a baby. I did make a baby. Um, I heard that. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Um, I I did some reading and then I made it. Then I made a baby as as it goes. <laughs> yeah, I was beyond the baby making stage. So yeah, I just read. Well, that's why my husband went and promptly got a vasectomy. <laughs> we did not want any more babies. <laughs> just in case the just in case the pandemic came back. That and also, <laughs> you know. At this point in our lives, we've been together for three, 13 years. And at most of those years, I was on birth control. And I was like, I'm done. It's your turn, buddy. I'm not doing this anymore. I have birthed two of your spawn. Mm-hmm. I have boobed two of your spawn. I'm done. My hormones uh, levels are done. <laughs> so huh. <sighs> anyway, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, this is fine. I could talk. I could talk about this all day long, but You're I know always we, welcome. People back. won't listen. Won't listen. No, <laughs> I think they would find this absolutely entertaining. So everybody, please go check out Pink 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 Kink podcast on whatever platform you want to listen to on um, Spotify, Apple, all the nonsense. And Google. then, yep. Uh, please make sure that you rate and review our podcast, Trigger Warning Romance Podcast, and that'll help a lot of other people find us. Um, if you have any requests, please message us. You can find us on TikTok at Trigger Warning Romance, Instagram at Trigger Warning Romance. Join the Facebook group, the Trigger Warning Romance Listener Support Group, and um, we will let you know what we're listening. Um, I will. I don't know what we're listening to yet. I think next week so uh future nat will insert it here future nat here and i guess you got a little bit of foreshadowing in this episode because next week we are reading andorra sector by lexi c foss with guest host lo morales aka well-read nurse have a great week everybody take care bye